Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump. This is continuing pandemic drive out of the house for something edition. And amidst uh, rather snowy conditions here in Iowa now in mid-January. So um, we're in chapter 10 of the podcast. Is it 10? Oh gosh, I forgot. This is chapter 11. I think it's chapter 11. We're in chapter 11 of the podcast talking about relational type theory, which is a new theory I'm developing based on logical relations and parametricity. And today I wanted to talk about um, a paper that's quite relevant here by Philip Wadler, quite a well-known researcher in uh, functional programming. And uh, this paper is entitled The Gerard Reynolds Isomorphism. And there's actually apparently a number of different versions of this paper, and I've only studied the one that's the most recent one. And um, the paper, this is a, I don't know if it's a classic paper, but I think it's a pretty great paper uh, that helps um, bring out some ideas that you find in other papers. And some of them, oh my goodness, he uh, there was a particular lemma in there, which is quite important, that he attributes to Bohm and Berarducci, uh, they have a famous paper from the early 80s that is essentially talking about types lambda encodings, but somehow the presentation and notation of that paper is, I think, generally viewed as being pretty difficult. And so he says, oh, look, they proved this lemma. And <laughs> I'm looking, I went back to look at the paper because I was kind of, okay, let me see where the lemma is. It's kind of, for real? That's the lemma? Oh my, I, I, I can't discern Wadler's, you know, very nice kind of um, extraction of the lemma from what they've written. I mean, at all, I have no idea where that lemma is to be found in the, this particular chunk of Bone Baraducci, but, um, but Wadler's given a beautiful, um, clear and easy to follow presentation of it. So anyway, so what is the Gerard, that's what I want to talk about briefly today. What is the Gerard Reynolds isomorphism paper by Wadler about? Um, it's a good size paper. I haven't studied it with the level of um, intense detail that I studied the uh, Reynolds type subtraction. Oh, bald eagle. Nice. We have bald eagles here over the rivers in Iowa at this time of the year, and one just flew over my car. Um, anyway, so uh, I, didn't, I haven't studied this one with the intensity that I did Reynolds' uh, type subtraction and parametric polymorphism paper, uh, but I'd like to just tell you some of what I got from this paper of Wadler's. And so he's... Uh, um, he is at pains to kind of try to clarify um, some of the some kind of well-known results uh, from uh, earlier on, in particular work by Jean-Yves Girard and John Reynolds again, um, and in fact the you know the work on of Reynolds that he's picking up on is in fact the one we talked about not long ago about this paper I just mentioned, types abstraction and parametric polymorphism. And um, so what he's taking a kind of a Wadler's taking kind of a bigger view of some of these results, and so he's saying like look let's look at um, Reynolds' result, uh, Reynolds' abstraction theorem. Uh, if we remember back from that particular episode, or you can go back and listen to it if you wanted to, or check out the paper. Um, and another bald eagle. Uh, so they're doing well in this part of Iowa. Um, he, uh, uh, in Brown's paper, he proves this thing he calls abstraction theorem. And it says that 
if you have a um, if you have a typed program in what is basically a system F, uh, then you can um, then that program is related to itself under this binary relational semantics, which is sort of the key idea that we've been looking at now in this relational type theory section. And it was also quite important in talking about logical relations and parametricity in our previous chapter. So he basically shows how to take a, uh, a typed term of system F, and from that typed term, you can construct a proof. He doesn't really put much attention on the actual proof construction aspect, but Wadler does. Wadler does. He cares about the fact that we go from this typed term to a proof as a syntactic object. You know, a proof is just some some syntactic thing that, that establishes a fact. Uh, anyway, he's um, Reynolds goes from a typed term to a proof that that term is related to itself under the binary relational semantics, and that's what Reynolds call. Oh, sorry, what Wadler calls the Reynolds embedding. It's this going from type terms to um, proofs of self-relatedness under the binary relational semantics. In fact, he sort of decomposes Reynolds, this Reynolds embedding. He sort of breaks it down into two steps. One is you go from a typed term to a sort of um, unary representation, a unary uh, relational theory. So you say, well, if I have a term T of type big T, then I'm going to go from that to a proof that a, a unary predicate that I, that I derive from the type in a completely mechanical way, like there's just a, uh, I just compute a unary predicate from the type, that this unary predicate holds of T. And so I go from a type term to a proof that that type term um, satisfies this unary predicate I compute from the type. So Wilder says, the Reynolds embedding, you first take that step, and then you take what he calls a doubling step, where you go from this unary, um, you go from essentially this unary semantics for types to a binary semantics, binary relational semantics for types. So he kind of splits it into two steps. But regardless of that, the idea is to go from type terms to proofs of self-relatedness. And the so that's the Reynolds embedding. Remember, this paper is called the Gerard-Reynolds isomorphism. And so he says that's one direction. You can go from type terms to the sort of proofs of relational facts about type terms. And that's the Reynolds embedding. And the Gerard projection is going the other direction. It's going from proofs mm, of uh, in this some higher order logic that is express, essentially expressing these relational effects, you basically go backwards. You go um, from proofs of these kind of relational effects, you go to, you strip down the proof, kind of throw away all the relational um, typing that it's about, and you just get this sort of bare skeletal proof that isn't really proving anything interesting anymore, but it is a typable term of system F. And his point of the, the point of his paper, Reynolds Wadler's paper, is to sort of identify. I mean, part of one contribution he uh, is claiming is to is that if you do the let's see, you do the Reynolds embedding, and then you do the Girard projection, and you that that's like that's the identity. So that's one half of a what you need to prove an isomorphism. 
So you go from type terms to proofs in this binary relational semantics and then back again and you get the same type term you started with, which is pretty awesome. That's a pretty cool observation and pretty interesting. You know, you sort of take this a little bit of a step back uh, from the intricacies and details of these particular individual results and you sort of see how they, they fit together in a bigger, a little bit bigger view. Uh, it's pretty nice, pretty nice contribution, pretty deep observation, I would say. And then part of the paper, which I must confess I hadn't studied in great detail, is, is under certain conditions going the other way for the isomorphism of saying, if I project and then embed, and that's a little bit different kind of deal because right when I embed, I use this embedding, I'm starting with just a bare typed term and I'm enriching it with a lot of sort of dependency kind of information. I'm, I'm sort of cluttering it up. That's the, Gerard, that's the Reynolds embedding. I mean, don't mean to be pejorative when I say cluttering it. You're like adding a bunch of information. And then the, um, the Reynolds embedding, when you do the Gerard projection, you strip that all away again. Okay? So like if I add a bunch of stuff and then strip it all away, it's not too shocking to discover, although, again, a pretty deep and nice insight, that I get back to where I started. The other way, though, is a bit funkier. If I start with something that's got a lot of rich information, I strip it all away. And then I try to kind of put it back. I mean, how is, can that really work? Under what circumstances do I manage to put it back exactly what I had to start with? And I'm, as I said, I didn't um, plumb that part of the paper particularly. But he, as I understood it, he had some conditions or some, some discussion of that, even though that in general you would not expect that that would always work. Under some conditions it's going to work or something. I Again, sorry, I didn't dive into that part. Um, but that's just a little bit of a summary. And we will, um, in my next episode, uh, which I'm going to release shortly following this one, uh, I will touch on a little bit of that in the relational type theory that I've kind of gotten from studying parts of this Wadler paper and I'm trying to do some, um, some new, get some new results here in this relational typing setting. Um, so this discussion, brief, brief discussion of this Wadler paper, not, not doing justice to all of its results, uh, will pave the way for um, a discussion about um, uh, the identity extension property, which you've already talked about in previous episodes. And in relational type theory, we, I've identified a refinement of that. So identity extension doesn't hold in relational type theory in general, but I'll tell you about a closely related result that does hold. Um, anyway, that's for the next episode. Okay, hope you're well wherever you are. Thank you for listening.